what's up everybody my name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga we are back today with episode 11 and we are going to talk about match days 25 and 26 now these two last matches have been super super exciting the title race has pretty much changed overnight with these two match days and is now really 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 competitive and it's going to be super exciting to watch the rest of the Bundesliga from now to the end of the season to see who comes out on top who comes out champions between Dortmund and Bayern, or is there maybe going to be an upset with another team? It's going to be really exciting to watch, so definitely, definitely stay tuned and listen to what I got to say about that. As I record this, we are heading into the international break, so there's going to be a break in the Bundesliga this weekend. That's unfortunate, but you know what? Let's just start and get right into it. Here we go. Match day 25-26. All right, so first off, we're going to start with the biggest news of match day 25, and that is with Dortmund and Bayern, what happened at the top of the table. So Dortmund has their game against Stuttgart. Now Dortmund wins 3-1, so they added two goals uh, to their goal differential. Paco Alcacer scored, Marco Royce scored, and Pulisic scored a goal in the 90th minute plus two minutes of extra added time. So they won the game, added three goals to the goal differential, or two goals to the goal differential, and got their three points. Now here's where things get interesting. Bayern had a game the same match day against Wolfsburg. And like, if you guys listened to the last episode, you'll know that Bayern and Dortmund were tied on points. The only reason Dortmund was ahead was goal differential. That all changed. Bayern gives a thrashing to Wolfsburg, 6-0, a 6-0 clean sheet. So they were tied before and they still tie now on points technically, but with the six goals that we scored, the goal differential is now Dortmund plus 33, Bayern Munich plus 35. So last week, I think Bayern scored five goals. This week, Bayern scored six goals. And now Bayern is sitting on top of the Bundesliga table with a plus 35 goal differential right on top of Dortmund's plus 33. So this is the week. This is the week that's happened. First time since September that Bayern Munich is on top of the table. So congrats to them. Lewandowski gets two goals. In his game, James gets a goal, Mueller gets a goal, Kimmich and Nabri all add goals to their total. So that was super awesome. One of my favorite things about this game, other than obviously a 6-0 scoreline, is that James and Mueller seem to be working really, really well together. And that's awesome because there was a point in the season where Mueller missed four consecutive games for the first time in I don't know how long, how many years it was. But now that Kovac has put Mueller back in the lineup, and working together with Hamas, it seems to be a really, really symbiotic relationship. It used to be that there was always arguments amongst Bayern fans, oh, do we start Hamas or do we start Mueller? It was rarely do we start both of them together, but it's seeming now like those two players work well when they're both on the pitch. So hopefully Kovac keeps that lineup together. Anyway, that's the biggest, biggest news of the match day. Dortmund wins, Bayern wins, but Bayern overtakes the top of the table with the plus 35 goal differential. Cool. Moving on, we have Werder Bremen versus Schalke. So Bremen keeps their scoring streak alive, and they win the game, actually, 4-2. At this point, Schalke, I've mentioned dozens of times, Schalke is pretty much done. They are a bust this season. Um, at this point, I'm wondering, are they going to keep their coach? I, I mean, it's we have to even talk about that. They've They finished runners-up last year. And this year, it's now looking like they might even get relegated. I don't know if this ever happened, where a team that finishes one season as runners-up 
and then gets relegated the next season. That that's, seems to be the pace that Schalke's on as of right now. So we'll see. Will Tedesco stay? Will Tedesco go? They have a big game coming up uh, in the Champions League, which it's hard to even believe that this current team made the Champions League last year, but they did. So with that game coming up, it's going to be interesting to see how they do and what happens going forward. All right, moving on, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Mainz. So Gladbach finally gets their first victory in four matches. So Gladbach's one of the teams that in the last stretch, kind of since the, the transfer window, since the, the winter break, has really surprised me because in the first half of the season, they were always up there and number two, number three, number two, number three, where Bayern were kind of fighting for that spot. Bayern and, and Gladbach were fighting for that spot while Dortmund was on top. And then Gladbach seemingly just dropped the ball and has dropped down to fourth place and the gap between second and third and fourth has grown to like nine points or somewhere between six and nine points. It's, it's grown a lot to the point where it seems unlikely that RB Leipzig or Gladbach, which is sitting in that third, fourth spot, are going to be able to come back up and compete. But that's, that's what happened in Gladbach, man. They dropped a whole bunch of points as their first win in four matches. So right now they're currently tied with RB Leipzig on points, but they're behind a goal differential, which is why they're in fourth place. Are they still in contention for the, the title? I doubt it, but that remains to be seen. Next up, we have Hoffenheim versus Nuremberg. So Hoffenheim wins this game with a 2-1 victory. No surprise there. Nuremberg is, I believe, dead last in the Bundesliga and are probably getting relegated. So the question here actually becomes not really about Nuremberg, but Hoffenheim. They're currently sitting right now outside of a European spot. So will they make Europa League or will they even make a, a push to get into Champions League? That remains to be seen, but right now that seems to be what Hoffenheim is fighting for, is to at least get themselves into a European spot so that way they can be in European competition next season. So will that happen? That's, that yet, uh, that's yet to be seen. What do you guys think? Any Hoffenheim fans out there, do you guys think that you have the, the, the play style, the, the players, the goals in you, the wins in you to make a European spot? Let me know. All right, next up then we have Bayer Leverkusen versus Hanover. Take a guess who's going to win this one, right? So Bayer Leverkusen wins 3-2 over Hanover. Now in this game, Kai Havertz and Volan score. So Bayer Leverkusen has been doing pretty well recently since that one Bayern game they had. I think that victory over Bayern a few weeks ago kind of catapulted them into a better form, and they've been pretty good and pretty consistent since then. This game, Leon Bailey did not score, but Kai Havertz and Volan did. So like I mentioned before a couple of times, Kai Havertz is definitely one of those young German players to keep an eye out for. It's going to be interesting to see if he actually makes the Germany international squad in a few weeks when they have the international break. So that's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, definitely keep your eye on Kai Havertz for sure. And then the last game of Match Day 25 I want to talk about is probably one of my favorite, favorite teams to watch this season, and that is Eintracht Frankfurt versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. So the victory here goes a 3-0 victory to Eintracht Frankfurt, which is pretty awesome. I, I like that team, and like I said, they've been playing super, super well. They really kind of landed on my radar when they beat Bayern in the DFB Pokal Cup last year with Niko Kovac. So I've been really paying attention to them since then, and like I've mentioned dozens of times in the show, I love, love, love that attacking trio of Jovic, Allaire, and Rebic. They've been super awesome, and this game here shows it. So actually, there was a... This game, aside from those three players, was super exciting. I frequently talk about how the German Bundesliga is awesome because they use VAR when some other leagues don't. 
this game was a perfect example of that. So during this game, the referee gave a penalty to Dusseldorf for a handball by Frankfurt. After checking video review, it was determined that it actually did not hit the Frankfurt player's hand and the penalty was taken away, which is the correct call. So this is another example of how VAR is super awesome to have around because that could have changed the balance of the game in a way that would have been unfair to the team that got the wrong call. So I'll, I'll put the highlights in the uh, description and the show notes for this episode. Definitely check it out because it's a great example of how VAR is supposed to work when it's done correctly. And the last exciting thing about this match is that actually Allaire scores two goals in injury time. The score was 1-0 going into the 90th minute. Game ends 3-0. So Allaire scored two awesome goals in injury time. Also in, in the um, description of this episode. So this is one match you guys definitely want to check out. One of the more exciting matches this match day. Check it out. All right. Moving on here. We're on to match day 26. Last match day before the international break. So we're starting off here with Wolfsburg versus Dusseldorf. Two teams that both lost last week. Wolfsburg lost 6-0 to Bayern, and then Dusseldorf just lost 3-0 to Frankfurt. So in this game, Wolfsburg is able to recover from last week's crazy defeat with a 5-2 victory over Dusseldorf. And they actually got a hat-trick scored by Wout Weghurst, I believe he's a Dutch player, scored a hat-trick for Wolfsburg. So congrats to them on this victory. All right, next up we have Augsburg versus Hanover. And this is kind of not exactly the battle at the bottom, but pretty close to it. And this match goes 3-1 to Augsburg. So right now they're fighting to stay out of the relegation playoff spot. Hanover is pretty much in the relegation spot. Augsburg is in and out, I think, along with Stuttgart in that playoff relegation spot, which is third from the bottom. So they're in and out of that spot. And this match for them is really important for them not to get in that relegation playoff spot and stay there because that would mean that they have to play against the third place finisher in Bundesliga 2 to determine whether they get to stay in the Bundesliga or whether they get demoted. So it's really, really important for whatever team is in that spot to try to get out of it. And Augsburg this week is able to keep their head above water and not end up in the relegation playoff spot. All right, so before we get to the next match, which is RB Leipzig versus Schalke, we got some news here. Schalke played against Man City during between these two match weeks for the Champions League, had a 7-0 loss against Man City in the Champions League game that they played. That was the final straw, and Tedesco was actually fired two days before this match, which was Schalke versus RB Leipzig. They, he was fired. The team finally got rid of him, which with this kind of season, I don't blame them. They've, they haven't really had an identity, haven't had a tactical plan. They, they just haven't had anything go their way this entire season. And ultimately, that does rest with the head coach. So Tedesco was given the boot, and they brought back one of their old coaches they had in the late 90s and early 2000s, Hoob Stevens. When they had Stevens last time, they won the UEFA Cup. They won two DFB Cups as well in the late 90s and 2000s. So this is one of the more successful coaches that Schalke has had. Fans love him, the organization loves him, so they brought him back to coach the team. RB Leipzig was third place, Schalke was 15th place, and RB Leipzig wins the game, but the score is only 1-0. And it was actually a pretty equal game if you look at the possession, shots, shots on target, passes, all those stats. They were almost dead even 
across the board. So maybe this is a sign that the new coach is actually starting to implement some kind of tactics where they're able to compete with other teams and not get completely blown out. The, vic the loss was only a 1-0 loss, and then the statistics in terms of passing and shots and possession, all those were pretty equal to that that RB Leipzig had. So maybe this is a sign they're turning around. Can he keep the team afloat for the rest of the season is the big question. When you we were talking about the previous match day, I mentioned how Schalke might get relegated this year. I mean, they might be one of the teams that came in second last year, were runners-up, and might end up getting relegated this season. So will Stevens be able to keep this team afloat for the rest of the season? That's yet to be seen. But Hoop Stevens seems to have a great resume. He's won the Bundesliga 2. He's won the Austrian Bundesliga 1. He's won the UEFA Cup, DFB Cups. So he has a great resume and has experience winning leagues, winning cups, winning trophies. So hopefully he's able to take Schalke back to the glory of what I think Schalke is as a team. But as of right now, it's going to be interesting to see if we can even keep them afloat for the rest of this season. That's yet to be seen. Next up, we have Stuttgart versus Hoffenheim. This game ends in a 1-1 draw. Stuttgart's another one of those teams, like I said, that's trying to escape the relegation playoff spot. But with the tie against Hoffenheim today, they did not leave that spot. They're still in there. However, I do want to point out on Stuttgart, Steven Zuber. I mentioned him, I think, last episode how in his first game he scored two goals. Well, now in his third game, he scored a goal. So that's now three goals in three games. This seems to be a great signing for Stuttgart that they made in the winter transfer window. So hopefully he's able to help that team achieve some success. All right. Next up, we have Dortmund versus Hertha Berlin. So Dortmund seals the deal in this game with OT, with Marco Royce scoring in the 92nd minute of extra time to win the game for them. However, Hertha does steal one goal back in the 95th minute, so this is definitely a late-scoring game for sure. But yes, Dortmund does get the three points. However, they don't exactly get the goal differential that they would want in order to overtake Bayern at the top of the table. They only gained one point here in goal differential. All right, and then next up we have Bayer Leverkusen versus Werder Bremen. Now, this game goes 3-1 to Bremen, so their streak is still alive. This is super awesome, guys. I, like, I don't know if they're going to make it the full season, but they are getting darn close to doing it. So they still have that streak alive. And on the Bayer Leverkusen side, Leon Bailey scores a goal in a losing effort. But I think, like I said, he's finally hit his form. He's doing really, really awesome since that one game against Bayern. So good for Leon Bailey. However, their effort is not good enough to overtake Werder Bremen. Bremen gets three points here and keeps the streak alive. Next up, we have Eintracht Frankfurt versus Nuremberg. Nothing much to say here other than a 1-0 victory to Frankfurt. They won that game over Nuremberg. Not really surprising. Now, to save the best for last, Bayern Munich versus Mainz. This is one of my favorite games of this match day. Not surprising since I'm a Bayern fan. But here we go. So, as of last week, we were sitting tied on points with Dortmund, but with the six-goal game that we had, we were ahead by two goals on the goal differential, 35-33 to 33 against Dortmund. Now, this game, we scored six goals and conceded zero. So, we added six goals to our goal differential. The last three games that Bayern's played, we've scored 17 goals in three matches. That's amazing Bayern has clearly hit top form right now, firing on all cylinders, 
all players are getting involved here. The midfield's getting involved. The strikers are getting involved. So in this game, Lewandowski added a goal to his total. James Rodriguez gets his first ever hat trick in the Bundesliga. Even our younger players were shining. We got Coman with a goal. We even have the MLS star Alfonso Davies come on, play half an hour, and he gets a goal. Mueller and James play together again, like I mentioned in the last match day. It's really awesome when those two players play together. They seem to be working very, very well. So I was happy about that. Overall, just a great, great game. Great to see us putting up goals against teams and, and getting clean sheets at the same time. That's always awesome. It's also, I think, good news for Kovac. He seems to have finally found a plan that works for the team. And you know, earlier in the season, there were calls for him to get fired or switch coaches or this or that. But now, with having 17 goals in the last three matches and reclaiming our spot at the top of the table, it seems that a lot of those requests have died off and people are seeming to be okay with him now. So we'll see how that goes. So that's the episode. But before I get off the air here, I just want to recap the current table standing and the Golden Moot race. So let's take a look at some of that now. So as of match day 26, here are the teams in the European competition and then here are the teams in the relegation zone. So number one, we have Bayern Munich with 60 points, 41 goal differential. Number two, we have Dortmund with 60 points, 34 goal differential. So that's why Bayern's on top right now. We have those extra seven goals that Dortmund doesn't have. Third place, we have RB Leipzig with 49 points. Fourth place, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach with 47 points. All those teams I just mentioned, they are in a Champions League spot right now. The next two teams are both in a Europa League spot, and that is number five, Eintracht Frankfurt with 46 points, and number six, Bayer Leverkusen with 42 points. Now, right below Bayer Leverkusen, outside of the European competition, outside of the Europa League, is Wolfsburg. Also have 42 points, but Leverkusen has a plus seven goal differential, Wolfsburg has a plus five goal differential. So that's the difference right there between those two teams. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned how Hoffenheim is making a push potentially for Europa. They are sitting in ninth place with 38 points. So it's still possible they might get a European spot, but they got to put some work in. Now, if we go to the bottom of the table, let's start with the relegation playoff spot. That's 16th place, Stuttgart with 20 points. Then we have 17th place, Hanover with 14 points. And dead last, we have in 18th place, Nuremberg with 13 points. Now, here's the interesting thing I mentioned before. Stuttgart has 20 points right now in the relegation playoff spot. Right above them in 15th place is Schalke. Schalke is four spots from the bottom of the table with 23 points. So if Schalke loses another game and Stuttgart wins, that's, there's a potential that that's going to switch over. So definitely keep an eye out for the bottom of the table as well. So that's where we are with the European spots and with the relegation spots. Last thing I want to talk about now is the Golden Boot Race. So I haven't talked about this in a while, so let's cover it up right now. Sitting on top is Robert Lewandowski with 18 goals. He scored a goal in this match day against Mainz. Second place, we have a two-way tie between Marco Royce with 15 goals and Luka Jovic with 15 goals. Then we have Paco Alcacer, Sebastian Allaire, both with 14 goals. And right below that, we have 
Andre Kramaric from Hoffenheim with 13. To round out the next few, we have Wout Wenghurst with 12 goals. He just got a hat-trick. We have Timo Werner and Yusuf Polsen both with 12. And then Alassane Playa with 11 goals. So those are the Golden Boot Race. I think right now the biggest competition is going to be between Lewandowski, Marco Reus, Paco Alcacer, and Luka Jovic. Those seem to be the ones that really are fighting for it. Maybe potentially Sebastian Allaire based on how many goals he's able to score. But those are the players that I see really, really competing for the Golden Boot at this time. So that's all I got for you guys this time around. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Lots of stuff to, to analyze here. But it was, a, it was a fun couple match days. Hope you guys enjoy the international break, and I'll see you guys next time.